Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. When you study something, all of a sudden you see quotes everywhere. And, and one of them is, there are two types of pain in this world. Pain that hurts you and pain that changes you. God's intention is that this pain will change us towards His ways. But if we keep throwing off His restraint and, and run to Egypt, instead of accepting His discipline, then we will only have pain, it just hurts. But we're like a fool that keep hurting more and more with no change. It's a shame, pain can serve His purpose. All it takes is that it's sanctified for Him. While experiencing the discipline of the Lord, we're given a choice. We can either allow Him to change our hearts for the better through obedience, or harden them out of the fear of man. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth explain how crucial it is for us to fear God rather than shrink from the truth out of the fear of man. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 9, verse 9, with their continuing study entitled, Whom Do You Fear? He said in Ezekiel 9, 9, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is very, very great, and the land is filled with blood, and the city is full of perversion, for, because, they say, the Lord has forsaken the land, and the Lord doesn't see. And that's the warning that applies to us. When we begin to say, well, God, where are you? You haven't done anything for me lately. Where are you? When we have that attitude in our hearts, quickly evil actions follow. Because of that action, all these other things happen. It's the heart that drives the action, not the other way. So they have lived as if God were irrelevant, and now he gives you a, a measured taste of what it feels like. All right, you don't want me? I'm sending you under a master who doesn't acknowledge me. Although he made even King Nebuchadnezzar bow to him at some point. But initially they were going in under absolute pagan rule, and they took the finest of the land into the court of the pagans to be trained in the ways of the unbelievers. And God's like, you don't want my ways? Here you go, you have it. And even there he was merciful. That was the book of Daniel. Even there he was merciful. One of the, one of the other quotes, they, it, it just, it's, when you study something, all of a sudden you see quotes everywhere. And, and one of them is, there are two types of pain in this world. Pain that hurts you and pain that changes you. God's intention is that this pain will change us towards his ways. But if we keep throwing off his restraint then, and run to Egypt instead of accepting his discipline, then we will only have pain, it just hurts. But we're like a fool that keep hurting more and more with no change. It's a shame, pain can serve his purpose. All it takes is that it's sanctified for him. So, so Jeremiah had to deliver to the king once again, knowing he didn't want to hear it, even the crippled men will burn your city down. There is no deliverance. And Jeremiah himself wasn't exempt from the threat. Jeremiah lived among these people. And we think sometimes when God punishes America, we the church, we've been good people, so we'll be exempt. All over, when God, I mean, God's people suffer through whatever. The rain rains on the ungodly and the godly alike. Whoever is there suffers. When there's a tsunami, it doesn't exempt the godly people. It hits everybody. But it's temporary. And you need to remember that because God, judgment may very soon hit us here in a way that's tangible and undeniable. And if we suffer for it, don't, let's not be like them and say, well, God, you've forsaken us. He hasn't. He's given us what this country deserves when the time comes. So I think Jeremiah was scared. 
having to give this news. So it's not that he was fearless when he obeyed God. It was that he feared God more. He feared disobeying God more than he feared whatever the king could do to him. And that's the secret, that's the entire secret of what we're going to learn from them. Fear God more, want to please God more than to please people. Obviously, it was not what the king wanted to hear. It was really, like Robert said, like he was hoping that Jeremiah would just use God as a mascot. Okay, we don't want to hear anything, but just bring out whatever chicken mascot, whatever it is football teams have that comes out and runs around and gives us luck. That kind of superstition, we treat God sometimes. God won't have it. He makes sure that he's shown for who he is, that he doesn't bow even to kings or whoever's in charge of our lives that we give control to. Chapter 37, verse 17, Then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out. The king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? Jeremiah said, There is. Then he said, You shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. Moreover, Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, What offense have I committed against you, against your servants, or against this people that you've put me in prison? Where now are your prophets who prophesied to you, saying, The king of Babylon will not come against you or against this land? Therefore, please hear now, O my lord the king. Please let my petition be accepted before you, and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. Then Zedekiah the king commanded that they should commit Jeremiah to the court of the prison, that they should give him daily a piece of bread from the baker's street till all the bread in the city was gone. Thus Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Now, notice two things in that whole thing. The king asked secretly. I mean, he was king. He had the authority to do whatever he wanted to do. He could ask whoever he wanted to ask. He could, you know, I mean, why, why, why the secrecy? Well, as we'll see as we continue this, it was because King Zedekiah was just almost completely incapacitated by fear of what people thought, by fear of man. He didn't really fear the Lord. He feared the people. He obliged Jeremiah when Jeremiah said, please, you know, listen, what did, what did I do to offend you? What, you know, don't send me back to prison. These guys all lied to you and all these prophets that told you they weren't coming. Now you see I was telling you the truth. You know, don't put me, don't put me back there. And, and he obliged him. He, he, did, he didn't send him back into prison. It, 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 it seems almost like, you know, Zedekiah was just a, a confused wimp, you know? He, 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 just, he just didn't know what to do. He, whoever was in front of him at the moment, that's, that's who he seemed to, you know, agree with and, and, and go along with. Meanwhile, the words that Jeremiah had preached were circulating among the people. The, the word of the Lord got out, and it made the the leaders among the people nervous. It says in verse 4 of Jeremiah 38, therefore the princes said to the king, please let this man be put to death for thus he weakens the hands of the men of war who remain in the city. In other words, Jeremiah is bad for morale. The hands of all the people. He's weakening, he's weakening our, our resolve by speaking such words to them. For this man does not seek the welfare of this people, but their harm. And, and, you know, isn't that what we hear all the time now about the church, about Christians? You know, I mean, we're, we're, just, we're just a problem. I mean, we don't, Christians don't want people happy. Christians, you know, they, they, they're just, they're all bigots. They're all haters. 
People should be able to marry whoever they want. People should be able to just love whoever they want to love. You know what I mean? And, and we're, they say we're oppressive to women. We want to keep women down because, you know, we don't approve of abortion. We call it murder. Well, it is murder. You know, it's, it's critically important that we not position ourselves as hateful as we speak truth, Right? You can speak truth in a loving manner. We can speak truth in a compassionate manner. We need to always, always temper the way we communicate. And, you know, with the message of truth comes the message of redemption and forgiveness, right? And we need to always bring that, you know. So the truth sounds, many times the truth sounds harsh enough without us being harsh in our presentation of it. And, you know, I mean, if you had not already noticed, that's something I really have to work on because I can come across, if I'm not careful, really harsh. And, 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 and we don't want that, you know, because what, what the Bible continually tells us is that our message, the message of the church is mercy, forgiveness, grace, salvation, reconciliation. We are messengers of reconciliation. The Bible says, but we cannot be messengers of reconciliation without first proclaiming that people need to be reconciled, that some things God says, these are not right. These are, these are not consistent with my plan. These are not in harmony with, with my design and, and, and my order. In other words, we have to call things like they are. And that's what Jeremiah was doing here. I think the danger in our time is to do exactly what the prophets did, the false prophets during uh, Jeremiah's time and Ezekiel's time and all these prophets who at great cost spoke the word of the Lord, uh, our tendency and our temptation is going to be to be like the prophets who said, it's all okay, peace, no danger, let's just only take the sunny side of the gospel and not the rest. And so there's a fascinating voice in the mix of all that we're hearing. Her name is Rosaria Champagne Butterfield, and she is a former outspoken lesbian feminist. This is one of her books. And she, she, was one, she was highly acclaimed in academia as in studies of feminism, highly acclaimed exactly because of her feminist lesbian spirit. She pioneered a lot in that field, and God, God loved on her, and he wooed her. So that book that was just up there, The Unlikely Thoughts of, or The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert, are her thoughts. But she recently published just a post on this whole thing about speaking truth. I mean, she's the one that hated it the most. She was, she was, I mean, she was campaigning against Christians when God stopped her, just like Paul. <clears throat> she says like this, indwelling sin is a parasite, and it eats what you do. Now, now that it's in the house, don't buy it a collar and a leash and give it a sweet name. Don't admit sin as a harmless but unhousebroken pet. Instead, confess it as an evil offense and put it out. Even if you love it, you can't domesticate sin by welcoming it into your home. Don't make false peace. Don't make excuses. Don't get sentimental about sin. Don't play the victim. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. 
For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of this message. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at www.mainthingradio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available at mainthingradio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio. Hey.